Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to The Dive, the podcast that asks, who said business news needs to be all business? Most of the time, we're trying to convince you that what seems like a boring headline has much more going on under the surface. But here's something that was pitched in our weekly meeting that immediately hooked us. Scientists in Japan are regrowing teeth. Teeth. We need more teeth. Teeth. I mean, come on, you just want to know more, right? And in digging a little deeper, we found that this is a story that's defining the next generation of healthcare. It's a story about gene editing. So we're going to unpack that today. It's Friday, the 28th of July, and today I want to know, what's the story behind Japanese scientists regrowing teeth? And what more can we expect? To talk about this today, I'm joined by my colleague and the co-founder of Equity Mates. It's Alec Renahan. Alec, welcome to The Dive. Sasha, good to be here. Was the tooth fairy generous to you when you've had your teeth fall out when you were a child? Uh, good question. I can't really remember. I feel like a gold coin was sort of the staple back in the day. Probably still is. I remember in my family it was a gold coin for a molar because they were big teeth. It was seen as a bigger deal. Um, And then silver coins for anything else that looked a little bit sad. (laughs) This story about teeth growing made us interested whether the tooth fairy would be visiting us all when we're in our 50s, 60s and 70s. But before we get into the depths of this story, Alec, give me a quick gene editing 101. Yeah, so this story and some of the others like it that we're going to touch on today are all thanks to our growing understanding of our genes and the DNA that makes it up and and how each pairing of our DNA actually functions, what it does. Packed inside every cell in your body is a set of genetic instructions, 3.2 billion base pairs long. It started in 1990 and it was completed in 2003 with 92% of the human genome mapped. By May 2021, 99.7% of the genome was mapped. It was the world's largest collaborative biological project. It involved researchers from multiple countries and it cost $2.7 billion, a massive scientific undertaking. But what it has opened up, Sasha, is a world of gene therapies. Because once we know the function of each DNA pairing, it allows researchers to then figure out how changing, supercharging, or inhibiting a particular DNA pair, a particular part of our genes, will change the human body. The world of gene therapies is opening up weird and wonderful new treatments. But to start, let's focus on the one that was in our introduction. Researchers in Japan are editing genes to regrow teeth. Can you explain what's going on here? Yeah, so this is thanks to a team of researchers at the Medical Research Institute Katano Hospital in Osaka, Japan, and they're hoping to make a teeth-growing drug. 
Now, this all started because these researchers were working on mice and they realized that mice that lacked the gene needed to produce the USAG1 protein would go on to grow extra teeth. So basically, this USAG1 protein interacts with other proteins in the body to suppress tooth growth. So their thesis was if you created a drug that stopped the gene producing the USAG1 protein, you could cause the body to grow more teeth. So that was the thesis. They started experimenting on mice and ferrets, and in 2021, they published their results. They were able to grow more teeth in these animals. Last month, reports were that the research team are now looking to start human trials in July 2024. Should everything go to plan, should there be no dangerous side effects or anything else, these researchers hope that there could be a treatment for the public by the end of the decade. Now, Alec, I know I don't like going to the dentist pretty much like everyone else in the world, but do we really need more teeth? Now, some people do. Some people do more than others. Later in life, we all could probably use a few more teeth. The important thing to stress with this treatment is it's not like a tooth-on-demand service. <laughs> the vision isn't take a pill, grow a tooth wherever you need it, whenever you need it. Yeah. It is more that we will have a third set of teeth grown. If they can uh, suppress the function of this gene and not create this protein, we will have baby teeth, then we will have adult teeth, and then we will be able to have a third set of teeth. Like grandfather teeth or something. Grandfather, Grandparent teeth. teeth yeah. <laughs> so that's the idea. Now, the researchers right now are focused on people with anodontia, which is a condition that causes the growth of fewer than a full set of teeth. It presents in around 1% of the population. And the researchers are particularly focused on helping children with that condition. So to grow a full set of teeth. But over time, they've got a bigger target in mind. Most of us, as we get old, could use a third set of teeth as we lose them to old age, to gum disease, to not flossing enough, whatever it is. That's a much more common affliction and that's where the researchers think a third set of teeth in our lifetime could come in handy. And I made light of it before, Alec, but this is a huge opportunity. Yeah, in the US alone, as many as a quarter of people over the age of 65 have experienced severe tooth loss, defined as having eight or fewer teeth left. One in six elderly people in the United States have lost all of their teeth. And so right now, the choices for those people are dentures or implants. And these researchers hope that teeth regrowth medicine is a third choice. And I guess whatever you feel about this idea of regrowing teeth, it's just one example of new therapies, new ways of treating people that mapping the genome and understanding how individual genes in our body function has unlocked. That's right, Alec. And we're going to talk about more of those in just a minute. Let's take a break and then let's unpack how new medical breakthroughs are fighting vision loss. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style. Okay, all right. Gene editing is cutting edge. Doctors modify the DNA in cells taken from the patient so that they kill off cancer cells. Welcome back to The Dive. Today, we started talking about regrowing teeth. But really, we talked about this project of mapping the human genome has allowed us to look at a whole new world of gene therapies. Alec, let's talk about vision loss. Yeah, so there is a disease known as Leber congenital amaurosis, which for the rest of this episode, I'll just be calling LCA. Fair enough. LCA is an inherited eye disease that prevents the retina, the layer of light sensitive cells at the back of our eyes from properly reacting or sending signals to the brain. LCA causes more rapid vision loss than other forms of RP. And the symptoms are often noticed in the first few weeks or months after birth. The condition causes uncontrolled shaking of the eye, prevents pupils from responding to light, and typically results in total blindness by age 40. Until recent gene therapies, there was no cure. You would be diagnosed with this at birth and know that by the age of 40, you would likely be totally blind. An incredibly sad story. Back in 1993, so early days of mapping the human genome, researchers identified one potential target gene, RPE65. Seven years later, wife and husband team, Gene Bennett and Albert McGuire, who are ophthalmologists at the University of Pennsylvania, tested a gene therapy targeting the RPE65 gene in three dogs with severe vision loss. Great news, Sasha. All three dogs had their sight restored. And there are many aspects about the retina which are favorable from a gene delivery standpoint. The tissue is really a small size. So um, we can deliver a very small fraction of material compared to what one would have to deliver if one were treating a systemic disease like cystic fibrosis or hemophilia or muscular dystrophy. So from that positive result, the researchers turned to humans. What they did was they programmed a harmless virus to find retinal cells and insert a healthy version of the RPE65 gene. And then they injected this harmless virus directly into the patient's eye just underneath the retina, which is a bit squirmish to think about. Mm. Now, the therapy is priced at about $425,000 per injection, so nearly a million bucks for both eyes. But the results have been really promising. Uh, the phase three clinical trials uh, published data in 2017 that showed all 20 patients treated had retained their improved vision three years later. A pretty incredible result. From that, the drug was approved for sale in the US in 2017 and in Australia in 2020. I like just listening to you tell that story. It just amazes me. It feels like science fiction. It's incredible what scientists can do these days. So let's turn to the third development and that's in blood disorders. Yeah, so two blood disorders that have benefited from gene therapies, sickle cell disease and beta thalassemia. 
Now, sickle cell disease affects millions of people worldwide and causes the production of crescent-shaped red blood cells that are stickier and more rigid than healthy cells. Basically, what you need to know is it can lead to anemia and other life-threatening health crises. Beta thalassemia also affects millions of people. It occurs when a mutation causes someone's body to produce less hemoglobin, the iron-rich protein that allows red blood cells to carry oxygen. What's important for this story, Sasha, is that sickle cell disease and beta thalassemia are both caused by heritable single gene mutations, making them good candidates for gene editing. CRISPR is the fastest, easiest, and cheapest of the gene editing tools responsible for this new wave of science. Now, here's a sentence that absolutely lost me (laughs) when I was researching this article, but this is the story. Using the gene editing technology CRISPR, DNA sequences are transcribed onto RNA that locates the DNA sequences to blame for a particular condition, and then a CRISPR-associated enzyme snips it out of the DNA, thereby repairing or deactivating the problematic gene. Sounds like a Control-F, Control-R situation with science, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, (laughs) it's pretty phenomenal, but that is essentially what they are doing. They are programming the right DNA, well, not the right DNA sequences, but like a non-problematic DNA sequence, finding the problematic DNA sequence in the body, and then they are editing it, replacing the problematic DNA sequence with a non-problematic one. Lots of bacteria have this type of defense mechanism, but in 2012, scientists figured out how to hijack CRISPR to target not just viral DNA, but any DNA in almost any organism. With the right tools, this viral immune system becomes a precise gene editing tool, which can alter DNA and change specific genes almost as easily as fixing a typo. And this is all, again, possible because these governments around the world did the work, invested the money and invested, what, 13 years of these researchers' time in figuring out how every DNA pairing, every gene in the body what function it does, how it operates, and then it's allowed researchers to try and figure out how we can edit them. So have there been any trials of this technology, Alec? Yeah, so this technology has been turned into a drug, uh, CTX001. 15 people with beta thalassemia were treated. After three months or more, all 15 showed rapidly improved hemoglobin levels and no longer required blood transfusions. More than a year later, those improvements persisted in five of the 15 subjects. So good, not great, but still good. Similar results with sickle cell. Some great early signs um, and then, uh, you know, for some people it waned over time. Right now, CTX001 is enrolling for phase three clinical trials. They expect to have the results of that by 2026. So, you know, still years to go. We're still very early in this gene therapy story, but the story is yielding some pretty fascinating stories early days. Well, Alec, three very different, but I think equally fascinating stories today on The Dive. Let's leave it there. I've got one small favour to ask from you. Yes, it's the same that I usually do, but can you please send this episode to a friend? It is the best way for our podcast to grow. It's through your word of mouth. We really appreciate it when you do that. So a thank you from all of us here at the team. Alec, thanks so much for joining me on this episode today. Thanks, Sasha. Until next time. 
You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.